Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. How's it going, GR Dad? Pretty good. Excellent. Excellent. The cocktail of the week this week is the Shipwrecked Monk. Shipwrecked Monk. Shipwrecked Monk. I, you always put the microphone in front of dogs doing stuff, and it never really picks up the stuff they're doing. It also makes them stop what they're doing, so I guess it's good for my purposes. <laughs> um, Feta was digging in the ottoman. At Which the, now she's lying down because that's mm-hmm. really all she wanted to do. It's a video thing instead of an audio thing. I understand the weaknesses of my approach. This is an audio medium. Everyone can share my vision, man. <laughs> um, Shipwreck Monk title bothered me a little bit because what? monks don't go on ships. They hang out in their monasteries. They're not known for adventuring around the world. So why would they be shipwrecked? Somewhere? Hear me out. Yellow chartreuse, pineapple rum. You know what I would have called it? Pirate monk. Is better. Is better. Are there pirate monks? I mean, to your argument here? It's more likely than shipwrecked monks. I don't know. I think if monks become pirates, they are equally likely to become shipwrecked. So. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, it was not the best thing I've ever drank. No. In the first draft. I think I got the first draft, the beta version the let's test this on the you know lay person before i refine it for the expert oh i did not make this cocktail up this it is was, a cocktail that exists. i will throw this pearl before this swine and go hey try this it was a recipe that pinterest showed me so listen there's a cocktail called the shipwreck which has pirate rum i don't actually know how you say that pirate Pirate? Oh, with a pirate with a Y, yeah. With a Y. Mm-hmm. And Lille Blanc and lime juice and grapefruit syrup is very tropical. That's the shipwreck. And then there's also a number of, like, monk cocktails. The Thirsty Monk, the Mexican Monk, the <laughs> Thirsty Georgia monk, monk is good. The Thirsty Monk is... <laughs> it's a real pretty drink. Look at it there. Is anything with chartreuse a monk? Like, anything with... This one doesn't have chartreuse in it. Oh. It has bourbon, uh, dolan vermouth... Benedictine. Ah, the that's monk. the monk. Lemon juice and Peychaud's bitters. And it also looks pretty good. Thirsty monk. Oh. Anyway, you can if you use Benedictine or Chartreuse or whatever, you can call it a monk. It's like anything with ginger ale is a mule. Yeah. Anything with monk-made stuff is a is a monk. I mean, one could. There's a lot of things made by monks. Well, there's a lot of cocktails you could name after monks. Ah, oh, beers, monks. It's time for Administrative Corner. Oh, I love Administrative Corner. Although I was going to go on about monks for a while, but I see you, you cut that off. Moving things along. Knowingly and deliberately. Uh, what do you have for Administrative Corner? Uh, dude, I got nothing for Administrative Corner. Same. All right, I guess it's empty this week. Get out. Dusty old dark corner. Oh, how sad. I, I'm I'm liable to make something up, but go ahead. I uh, It'll take me some time. It's time for dog updates. Fair enough. We have an extremely teeny tiny puppy. <laughs> but she, but but she's gaining like a pound a day so you know she won't be tiny forever she was 14 when you had her mm-hmm. in maryland and she's been home for like 10 days and now she weighs 18 yep 18 point in one year she'll be 365 pounds i don't think that's one true. pound a day <laughs> you guys when ingo and i started dating <laughs> oh, no. he was like uh, you know how you calculate how tall your kid's going to be is that you take their height at what age was it? 
three, six, I think three. Three. All right, at a certain age, and then you double it, yeah. and that's how tall they are. Yeah. So he's now his daughter. You got to hold that mic by your face if you're gonna talk. His daughter was eleven or twelve at this point, so she had she was not like fully grown, but she was not like a tiny little kid. And he's like, yeah, she's gonna be six feet tall. Because you double their height at this age, and she was three feet tall. Three feet at a certain age. So now she's a doubling age. And I was like, like fuck, she's gonna be six feet tall. This is not a tall kid. I mean, she's not short. She's probably about my height now. Yeah, which I think of as tall, but is not six feet. Is definitely not six feet. Like with four inch heels, so I'm six feet. (laughs) And I think I think maybe I think she's a tiny bit shorter than me, but I don't know. yeah, I'm like, that's not how it works. <laughs> it's not just like, oh, she's going to be like this Amazon because you like double her height. I'm like, I read it somewhere. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm sure it was on the Internet. <laughs> somewhere. I, <laughs> okay. Wait, what does that have to do with this? Oh, you I see. You are more extrapolating yeah. and understanding like growth trends. Yeah, no, that's true. If She, she won't gain a, a day, a pound a day for 365 days in a row. Yeah. Maybe. I think a 360 oh pound dog would be cool. <laughs> oh my God. We'd need a bigger house. Yeah. <laughs> we'd, need, we'd need a bigger car, probably. It would be it would be a whole different thing. She's doing great. Uh, much better than I expected. I mean, we're still working on the house breaking. She still has an accident or two every day. But she sleeps. She is capable of sleeping through the night. Not she does sleep n- through the night. She doesn't always, yeah. but she's capable of it. And uh, I think sometimes she doesn't just get a boredom, not because she has to go. Last night was a problem because I had a little medical thing, which was fine and routine, but it had anesthesia. And so then I got home at like 2.30 in the afternoon and then slept for four hours. And so then I very much did not sleep at like normal bedtime. So I didn't even try to go to bed until 3. I didn't actually get to sleep until after 4. And so she was like, Oh, it's awake time. You know, I was like, <laughs> I'll take activity. her out. And then she's like, oh, should we play? And I was like, no, you need to go back to sleep. And then she was barking. And then, yeah. Yeah. But it, I mean, that's rare. Like, even when you get up with her early, it's not because she's barking. It's because you just like hear her moving around. Yeah. She she starts like clinking her collar. And, you know, I think she needs to go out. Yeah. Barking mm-hmm. is kind of urgent. Or super excited. And you can't tell the difference. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. She goes... Bark, bark. And you're bark, like, bark. is this an urgent bark or a super excited I want to play bark? Or goes, let me out of this crate, bitches. And she goes, bark, bark. And then you're like, I don't know, but I'm not going to risk it because it could be an honest, I have n- natural needs instead of I want to mess things up. Uh, but she's doing really good. Like the the boys, like she's kind of figuring out how to play with them. Yeah, she's a good mix of um, playful yet not like fearless and super aggressive she she wants to play so badly that she'll start it but if they get too rough she kind of backs way off and just watches it which is great yeah it's very safe and she's also like walked up and just like chomped on their back legs before and then they're just like what the fuck and they pull their legs away yeah which is a good sign for them they kind of get that she's just kind of annoying yeah instead of you know someone to be fought hostile yeah. yeah so everybody's getting along great mm-hmm. uh she's just being a little angel i mean you know she has stuff to learn but she's a really good dog 
She's got those teeth, so holy smokes, does she chomp. She chomps. I have so many little pinhole. She's chomping in the calf. She just walks up. We play this game, and I got to say, this game is really productive, where she gets really wound up, and so then I run around, and she chases me (laughs) and tries to catch me. But this is a good game, because like the game you don't want to play is the opposite, where you chase them, and it's a game for them to run away. Like guac. Yeah, because then they run away when you want them to come. It's a great game that they chase you, yeah. then it makes him want to come but the problem is like she's fast enough to catch me and then she chomps me on the calf or the ankle yes she's a uh, chomp but it does make you the most interesting thing for her and it does encourage yeah. her to come to you which is great and she loves me like in the morning <laughs> I, like you're always awake before me and so i'll be like come here and she kind of like walk she hears the sound she walks to the bedroom door and then she sees me and she's like whoa and then she like gallops. Gop, 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 gop. The lady's awake. This is the best. She loves me. I went yeah. out today. You guys were out on the beach. And I was like, hi, Feta. And she's like, oh, it's you. And then Kate like galloping up. I know. It's so reaffirming. It's she's so nice. like snuggly with me. Like now I pick her. Like if she needs to go out, like I carry her down the stairs. And so I pick her up like under her armpits. And she tucks her little feet up so she can like put them on my chest. <laughs> like we got a little thing where, oh. And then she like settles in and she like tucks her little head on my shoulder. It's Aww. so cute. She's a very positive karma. A very positive vibe for this place. Yep. She's good. Uh, so she's, and yeah. And then we had her at the vet today for uh, Lyme disease we vaccination. We had everybody at the vet today for Yeah, that for was Lyme. fun. That was fun. All that five. Was, that only worked because their um, waiting room was empty because we filled it. <laughs> yes, we <laughs> did. With our dogs. And I took a picture of them all, which is the picture I posted today. And it was fun to see like the vet people watching the behind the scenes <laughs> where they were like, wow, they all just sit there. And I was like, they are kind of trained to have their picture taken yeah. at this point. And you didn't even have snacks. They, this was just them paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. They're all really good. But I got to say guac is almost least good in a vet environment just because he's not used to it he gets all excited and he wants to be pet and he overreacts he's to other jealous. dogs and he's jealous yeah he's absolutely jealous yeah. uh but yeah everybody's doing good there are no other problems in the household everyone is fine yeah we're we're in st- in a good state of stasis yeah mm-hmm. all right are you ready for ramblings uh yeah all right not as ready as i was for administrative corner but i'll take ramblings reluctantly uh, I'm sorry, I did not write down who sent me this really good story, so apologies if you were the person. The headline is, Daytona Beach woman killed roommate, dumped Mountain Dew on herself to remove DNA. Oh my goodness. Daytona Beach. Dateline, Daytona Beach. This has so many good things. A Daytona Beach woman accused of killing her roommate reportedly dumped soda on herself in an effort to remove evidence. Nicole Max, 35, is charged with first degree premeditated murder and tampering with evidence. According to the arrest affidavit, an officer was flagged down on July 1st due to a fire at 622 Clark Street in Daytona Beach. Inside the home, the officer found the body of Michael Carasoli, 79, who had multiple stab wounds to his torso and blunt force trauma to the back of his head. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Inside the man's bedroom, they found a knife covered in blood near his body. They found two cell phones, one belonging to him and one belonging to Max, the 35-year-old woman. Look, Max, you're not very crime scene cleanup oriented. Early the next morning, officers found Max in Holy Hill. Police say when they made contact with her, she dropped the knife. She dropped a knife and a hammer. A different knife? Apparently a different knife. She had blood on her leg. 
She changed her story multiple times oh. when being interviewed about Kara Soli's death. She stated she was homeless, but eventually admitted that she lives with him. She's not anymore. <laughs> she told officers the Carasoli's bedroom is upstairs and she never goes upstairs except to, quote, feed her spiders. Mm. When detective Red flag. Uh, red flag. When detective questioned her about the knife and hammer, she became agitated and refused to continue cooperating without a lawyer. <laughs> Can you I imagine mean, going on a date with someone and then they're like, oh, I got to leave early. I got to feed my spiders. <laughs> You'd be like, no, no, no further questions. I feel Thanks. like I've dated guys like that. Enjoy. Before. Feed my spiders. Let's not lose sight of this weird. When Max was told officers were going to take her DNA, she requested a drink and was provided a Diet Mountain Dew. <laughs> Police said she poured the soda all over her body and hair in an attempt to interfere with the possible <laughs> evidence on her body. According to the document, DNA testing showed the victim's DNA was on the blade of the knife found near his body, and Max's DNA was on the handle of the knife. She remains jailed without bond. She oh my God. What did she think it would erase... Oh, no, it's just this is oh, she thought it would erase her DNA from her body by pouring Mountain Dew, Diet Mountain Dew over herself. Yep. N- she didn't pour over the knife that had the blood on it. She well, didn't to be fair, she didn't have the knife on the point. leg on her leg where the other person's blood was. Whole body, though. The leg might have got it. She, she sort of started with the leg. Fair enough. I mean, the whole thing was not very well thought out. No. Also, feed my spine. Feed my spiders. It's problematic. What? There's it's low on details for the <sighs> spiders. I have a rambling. I see you have a printout like an old man. Mm. I am an old man. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say now. It's going to shut you down like it just did. <laughs> I, w- I win this round. But I'll lose the war. Um, There was some stuff going around Twitter. I... Within the last week, I would say, about the butter cow at the Illinois State Fair. Yes, the butter cow. Giant butter cow sculpture. Yep. Looked awesome. I yep. support this. People were asking if I have any kind of butter hang up on it. No, I think butter is art. Using butter as art is fantastic. I have what no if it's in a it. candle, though? No, I don't candle think it should art. be burned. That's not art. That's, that's gross. <laughs> butter is art is good. I like the... You know, carving the dairy princesses. You do talk a lot about the dairy princesses Us. to the point where it's a little suspicious why you like them so much. Because I saw it once myself with my own eyes. Uh-huh. That's why. Okay. Um, and then this week, a photo went around the internet. Sure did. That showed the sort of taking down of the butter cow, right? Taking it away from the state fairgrounds. Yeah. And it turns out it's not solid butter. It's <gasps> on a wire mesh frame. Smeared butter on a frame. Yes. So, it, you know, it was. It seemed a little cheaty to do that. It's being debuttered from its wire mesh frame. Um, and so someone whom I follow on in the Internet, Charlotte Clymer, C-L-Y-M-E-R, who writes very well and has very lovely articles, did an investigation about <laughs> state fair butter cows. And it turns out there's only four state fairs that have butter cows. And, you know, everyone has a state fair. Um, even, well. I can't believe you printed this the off District the District of Columbia. <laughs> Why? I can't read it on the internet. <laughs> it's too small. I need glasses. 
Only four state fairs regularly feature a butter cow sculpture. Illinois, Iowa, Ohio, and... Wisconsin. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, thank God. I would have said Minnesota, too. I'm a little disappointed, but I guess Minnesota does butter other things. Ohio was the first to do it in 1903. Wow. Eight, eight years before Iowa, although Iowa's butter cow sculpture is very legendary also. Legendary. They all four use a frame covered in layers of sculpted butter. Um it's still 600 to 800 pounds of butter. Wow. Even with the frame. So it kind of boggles the mind to think how much it would be in if it were just solid. Off, uh, obviously, also, it would squish. You I was going to say, it might not be structurally sound with the, that weight. The legs would not. The legs would not support. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. The, the Minnesota State Fair has the Princess K of the Milky Way crowned. <laughs> And Lisa Christensen is the famed butter sculptor who, Chris oh. who, who sculpts them. She's the only butter sculptor sculptor who regularly works with live models. And the process usually takes between six and eight hours in a refrigerator. Yeah, you have to be else it gets melty. Yeah, it, yeah, it gets melty. So the incumbent Princess K is Rachel Rinda, who's term coincidentally ends this coincidentally yeah. <laughs> when uh. they're gonna do the new ones there's no frames on those um on those you know sculptures oh the girls are all butter girls are all butter it's 90 pounds of butter no frame so i, I mean that's still 90 p can you imagine 90 pounds of butter like a a brody of butter is that's a lot that that unit that unit is significant you need a lot of bread yep so that's that's the truth is the butter cows are not all butter which kind of makes sense i doubt they reuse the butter either that you know no, contaminated charlotte did not get further into that um, i saw it on the ground i saw the guy scraping it off onto the ground so they just kind of sweep it away and goes away yep. goes it's already natural so it doesn't have to biodegrade because it's already bio yep. all right well i was intrigued by this I think butter as art is fine. Um, it would be nice if you could eat it later, but I understand that it's not supposed I mean, I don't know. The princess things probably eat solid. Hmm. <laughs> Here's my, although, <laughs> man, we have a hard time finding space in our refrigerator anyway. Putting a 90-pound head in there <laughs> would be... <laughs> we need a deep freeze. It would not be good. You did, you did finish the butter bomb for the me? The butter bomb is in the freezer and waiting to be applied to a waffle. Yeah, I got to make a, a Belgian or waffle. Or like a hot piece of toast. Or a hot pancake would work, right? Pancake would work, sure. Warm is good. And Has remind uh, the friends of the squad what the butter bomb was because the reference to another episode is difficult sometimes. Hollow sphere of, of butter. This butter I have seasoned with uh, cinnamon. It looked darker than just butter. Yeah, yes. cinnamon and butter. Or maybe cinnamon sugar in there. And mm. um, sphere. And inside the sphere are blueberries. So the idea is that you put the sphere on top of your waffle or pancake. And the heat from the waffle melts it. And then the seasoned compounded butter spreads out over your waffle slash pancake. And you are left topped with the fruits. It's and it's frozen. I mean, that's how you get it to frozen. be all stick yeah. all together. So, so that's why it's good, important to have a warm waffle, warm pancake, so it all melts. Hang on, she's eating some food. Okay. 
All right, are we done talking about butter? No, I want to ha- add a coda. All right. You, your butter ball. Yeah. I mean, it, in a way, it's just a it's just a way to make it easier to butter. That's just I don't I save myself the schmearing. It's decorative. I save myself the schmearing. Reminds me of those Listerine strips that you used to put on your tongue and they dissolve. Those are great. You didn't have to chew them, so you're saving the chewing. If you're too lazy to chew, you use a Listerine strip. Chew what? Listerine gum. is normally a liquid. Okay. Gum. Uh, all right. If you're too lazy to schmear, use a butterball. Bomb. Bomb butter bomb ball. Butter bomb ball. <laughs> Can we now be done with the butter? I don't know. Can we? <laughs> all right. Should we? Time for Taste of the Keys. Oh, uh, Taste of the Keys this week is bees. Bees. <laughs> There's a swarm of bees and everybody freaked the fuck out unnecessarily. <laughs> this shows that it's a small town. It makes me upset. So the bees were swarming and <laughs> there's like a swarm of bees. So here's what happens. <laughs> but like, it makes you upset. Yeah, because it's like visitors and residents. This is a quote. Visitors and residents in the area of the triangle from 20th Terrace <laughs> to North and South Roosevelt Boulevards are warned to stay indoors. A large swarm of bees is in the area. Stay indoors. The bees are swarming and likely to sting. Key West yeah. Fire Rescue's on the scene. Beekeepers on the way. Swarming bees are extremely unlikely to sting. Oh, I, I completely understand why you're upset. I share it now. I share your upsetness now. Well, you can, like, I've been outside when my beehives have swarmed before, and, like, all friggin' 30,000 bees come out, and you can just sit there in the middle of the swarm, and they just fly around you. They're not interested in anything except going with the queen. I was going to say, spot. what is the only thing they care about at that point? Only protecting the queen. They don't care if you mock them if you probably if you swatted at them they probably wouldn't care because they'd be like all they are focused on and it's kind of like walk with a ball it's the bees and the queen so it's absolutely not true i mean i think some people did get stung because they probably freaked the fuck out and were like swinging their arms around in the bees and hitting at them maybe maybe they stepped on them but swarming bees are like like the most docile time for bees is when they're swarming. They have. N- they are not likely to sting. They don't care about you at all. You at don't have point. to stay inside. And they're not like in a big cloud all the time. It's not a like movie. They all settle onto a tree somewhere. Yeah, they end up in a big clump around the queen, right? And it says, yes. And it says, the city spokesman said that the bees came from one hive, which beekeepers later removed in the afternoon. So it's like one hive. There's one queen. There's a, a pile of bees. This is not a swarm going door to door looking for victims. It's not how it works. No. Anyway. Actually, what throwback, but we talked about this, but how do they usually collect or how does sometimes they collect these, these shop back. swarms? <laughs> right. It's like a big cluster of bees and they shop back them. Yep. You shop back them. You can shop back them into a shop back. But like beekeepers who normally collect it will take a shop back and then on, on the bottom instead of like the tub, there's like a bee box, you know, like you see the boxes that you see for the hives. And so they get sh- get shop back right into the hive. And, and actually, I mean, if it were this is sort of technically if all all they needed to do was put the bee in the bee box, uh, put the queen in the bee box and then the whole bee, all the bees would be like, OK, we're going in there, too. Yeah. The problem is the queen's usually in the middle of the ball, and they do get mad if you try to, like, push them out of the way and get to her. So just <laughs> suck them all up. <laughs> and they all go in there. It's it, fine. The f- actually, the funnier thing would be to reverse that thing and have, like, a bee cannon. All right. Uh, it's time for German Word of the Week. 
Yes, uh, this is a little a nonsense one, but it's like a you know a um, tongue breaker, um, tongue twister, tongue tongue twister, tongue twister. Maybe for people trying to learn German. Tschechisches Streichholzschächtelchen. Have you heard this? No, just the first syllable. I can't even pronounce. It's Czech match booklet. Tschechisches. Tschechisches, man, my my mouth isn't used to the German sounds either. Tschechisches Streichholzschächtelchen. I hate it. Tschechisch is Czech. Tschechisch. Tschechisches is, is the right, you know, gender for it. Streichholzschachtel is the... Streichholzschachtel. Is a matchbox. And then the diminutive of it is a Streichholzschächtelchen. Oh, you're pretty good. I mean, your pronunciation is very good. Thank you. Yeah, you have, you you definitely have that down, but it's not easy for everyone. No, it is not easy for me. Either. No, And then someone on the internet said it's a it's a saying, although I have not heard it growing up, but I've now learned that that's not mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything. It, if someone crosses the street unread, which is called jaywalking here. You go, Rotgänger, Totgänger. <laughs> <laughs> that means red goer, dead goer. Yes, red walker, dead walker. <laughs> 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 Which is just the kind of passive aggressive, like rule breaker disdain that some Germans have. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I'm sure a lot of Germans don't care if you cross on red. If you actually live in a city in Germany mm-hmm. and are confronted with red, you know, with red lights all the time, I'm sure you jaywalk. Maybe <laughs> it's still much more common for people to not. Okay, there you go. Schächtelchen. Schächtelchen. Okay. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, we will continue to provide you with feta updates and. Oh, do I just want to mention the elevator is back, but the door opens. Oh, we talked about this last time, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did. It continues to be working. That's I guess that's an update great. worth noting every week now. All right, we need to take this puppy out. Got it. All right, everybody. Slava Ukraini. And don't bet anyone unless they ask you to. Yep. Bye. Exactly. Bye.